You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? What's up, everybody? It's Kate Megan. I'm here. <laughs> I haven't been here in so long. Yeah, I love when we do podcasts together because sometimes I do them by myself. And it makes me feel like, you know, like like a crazy person. Like I need to be in a white jacket with my arms tied up just talking to myself. It's like the theme of the past month. All by myself. <laughs> just no padded walls. All right, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we're just having a conversation about what we're doing, how we're staying healthy, how we're staying afloat during quarantine, because unless you live under a rock, everyone knows right now, we're all self-isolating, social distancing due to COVID. So we were talking about this before we jumped on here and hit record, but I recently reached out to all the clients I've been working with, um, I guess in 20, in 2020 and towards the latter part of 2019 to just kind of say, hey, how are you doing? Even the people that I'm not currently in a, in a package of sessions with. And I wanna say that probably 75 to 80% of the people said that they're doing really well in terms of nutrition and even increased activity right now. What have you been seeing in, in terms of your clients? Definitely an increase in activity. I mean, a lot of people before always used lack of time as an excuse, and now it's not an excuse. And it's good to see that people are actually following through with saying, well, now that I've got more time, I'm going to fill it with actually moving around, being active instead of just laying around. Yeah, I think that's the silver lining of all of this is the it's it's restructured our lives in a way that going forward, once things do start to reopen, you can decide what gets put back in your life and what doesn't it's almost like this is the way humans are supposed to be living you know working less sitting less and just kind of getting up and moving more and relaxing more and talking to people i've talked to my neighbors more during this period of time than i've ever talked to my neighbors really (laughs) you live right so like you're in a neighborhood so you live right next to people yeah I mean, people that even today, I went to the dog park and this guy came up to me and he was asking my name and what I did and how I was doing during this period of time. And I was like, oh, great. This guy's going to hit on me like kind of rolling my eyes. (laughs) And then he didn't. And he was just like how we were just having a conversation. He was talking about how he's a firefighter and how life has been going for him. And like, oh, wow, like people are just craving interaction. They just want to have a conversation. This is cool. Were you slightly disappointed when he didn't no. hit on you? <laughs> no, I was I was happy because he was asking me like, when do you come to the park? Like, not creepily, not creepily, but just like, hey, like, do you come here often? <laughs> do you come alone? Is your dog yeah. vicious? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had this teeny tiny little dog um, that was recovering from another dog bite, so we had some interesting stuff to talk about. But, um, but yeah, so I think the good part of this um, that's coming out is encouraging. I think. And also, I, I wonder if it also is the kind of people that you and I would 
be around or who are interacting with. Because when we think about the people that sign up to work with a dietitian, I mean, they're already thinking about health. So we just have this pool of people who are wanting to be healthier and they are the type of people that are going to take action because they're this the type of people. True. Yeah, this is true. The health conscious individual versus maybe the people that we aren't speaking to that might be having more of a problem right now. Yeah. And that's coming from our email list of people that we've worked with, the clients that we work with or people that are interested in the things that we have out there. And then if we're out in the world and we're at the dog park or if we're on the walking trails or the running trails, those kinds of people <laughs> are out there too. So right. it's kind of like the lens that we're seeing right so is there anything that you're struggling with right now in terms of nutrition and exercise personally at first I was really nervous about exercise because I one thing that I always thought was my crutch when it came to exercise was the social aspect of it there is something about going into a gym whether I even talk to anybody or not that just makes me feel motivated it makes me want to get things done I like the atmosphere of a gym I like the atmosphere of having I I like the ritual I like the ritual of getting in my car and listening to some gangster rap music (laughs) 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 and driving to the gym and getting all pumped up and I don't have that anymore and so that made me feel a little bit nervous, but now I'm running. I'm running a lot, actually. It's a challenge, but I just hate doing weight training workouts at my house. Mm-hmm. I do them because that's kind of like, well, I want to preserve the muscle mass I worked hard to put on. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I'm not excited. I don't get pumped up. In fact, I have to like take a deep breath and say, all right, Kate, just do this 20-minute stupid effing glute workout on Peloton app. But it's actually, they're good. They're good. They're just not the same. Yeah. And I saw a dude on Twitter, he he described it. He's like, if you're used to going into a gym and lifting heavy weights and doing all these things with the big boys, and then you go home and you do little dumbbell workouts with your 10-pounders, it's almost like asking a professional scuba diver to go into a kiddie pool. And I was like, okay, that's a bit extreme from my context, but I get what he's saying because I know that these workouts are still effective and they're doing something and I feel good after I do them, but the atmosphere and the experience isn't the same. So I've had to really push myself and get a little bit uncomfortable with my workouts. And looking back now, it's been like a month since I've tried a bunch of new things. I really enjoy it and I like it and I'm proud of myself and I feel good about it. So it was a challenge at first, And it's still a challenge every day to be like, okay, shit, I have to run today because what else am I going to do? I did my little full body, body strength workout yesterday. I got to do something. So it's a mental challenge, which I like, but yeah, that's about it. I had a client ask me yesterday, he was frustrated and he said, does this ever get easier? Like in terms of, he's like, is this nutrition thing ever just going to come to me? Am I ever just going to know what the right things to eat are? Am I ever just going to want to exercise, just get up and go and want to exercise? Like, he's like, like you, like you probably just get up and you just want to eat healthy stuff and you just want to go to the gym and you just want to lift weights. And I like took a step back and I was like, listen, man, that is not true. And I think a lot of people look at someone who has a healthy lifestyle and they think that it comes naturally to them and they don't have to try and they just love lifting weights. Let me tell you, I hate working out at home. I've always hated working out at home. I'm not good at working out at home. I despise it. I can't say it anymore. Like, it's (laughs) not fun for me. Um, So it's not any easier for me right now. It's just, but it's a choice. I could choose to wake up in the morning and eat a Snickers bar. Snickers bars taste just as good to me as they do to anybody else. 
they just do, I mean, food tastes good. Food that's bad for you tastes good. But I choose to make a choice to eat something that's good for me that also tastes good. That's going to make me feel good too. So I kind of had to like kick him in the ass a little bit to be like, no man, it doesn't get easier. You just have to make a choice to do this. And that choice has, and you have to like weigh the pros and cons and ask yourself, is it worth it? Oh, a hundred percent. It takes a lot of self-discipline. It takes a lot of weighing your values. I mean, if you value feeling healthy and you value yourself and you value taking care of your physical body, you're going to make that choice, right? Just like you have values with your personal life or your work life. There's things that you really care about and that determine the route you take. So if you care about being healthier, if you have a goal you're achieving, or if you just really like that feeling of like, oh man, like I just had a great hard workout. I just put a lot of work and I feel so accomplished now. I treated my body right and you really value that after effect, the choice becomes a no-brainer. It doesn't mean it's actually easier. It just becomes like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling that day. It's just, it's just what you do because it's what you value. And I think it was kind of a stupid analogy that I came up with in the moment, but I still think it makes sense. So it's like, it's like watching your fan go around and around and around one way, and you actually have to stop that fan from going that direction and turn it the other direction. Mm -hmm. But once it starts finally turning in that direction, it can keep going and it gains momentum. And then it's hard for it to stop. Yeah. And that's kind of how it works when it comes to nutrition and exercise. If we can stop that fan, that's the hardest part and then get it moving in the other direction, then it does get a little bit easier every single day when you form those habits. 100%. You kind of just have to train yourself to do something different for your automatic behavior to just be what you want it to be. And it takes active work, it takes conscious work. And I don't think it gets easier per se, it just becomes automatic. So has your diet changed in any way since the quarantine? Do you feel like you're eating differently? I would say I'm not eating too much of the different foods. I never really went out to eat very often anyway, just because of my own budgeting priorities, I guess. I just don't like spending a lot of money on food. So I'm not really eating differently, but I found that I'm eating less because I've noticed that when I lift heavy weights in the gym and I'm putting up a lot more um, pounds, I guess. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't want to sound like a bro. I'm throwing around a heavy iron, man. I guess I'm burning a lot more than I thought because I am not nearly as hungry as I used to be. I used to just like come home from the gym and then be starving and ready to eat. But now doing more cardiovascular workouts, I'm kind of surprised how less hungry I am because I kind of assumed it would be the opposite. I don't really know what to think about it. I don't know if it's temporary because it's only been like four weeks Mm -hmm. and if my body's going to catch up and I'm going to go back to my normal level of hunger. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm just kind of naturally less hungry. Or there, I guess maybe even to say there's patterns of days where I'm less hungry, whereas before I was like consistently eating like more food. I never really had days where I weren't, wasn't hungry where now I'm like having random days where I'm like, Oh my God, it's been like five hours since I've eaten. And that's very unusual for me in the middle of the day. So that's kind of new. I don't know if that's going to be forever because when we did that vegan challenge, the first two weeks, I wasn't hardly hungry at all. Mm -hmm. And then my hunger went back to normal. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm just surprised by it. What about food wise? Are you, have you changed like the actual foods that you're eating at all? No. No, pretty much the same. Look at you with your consistency. Well, that's just, I'm I'm a boring eater, and sometimes I feel like a bad, I feel like such a disappointing dietitian sometimes, because I, 
new twitter account the disappointing dietitian yeah, wah, wah. i eat the same things over and over again and a personal struggle for me is if a client's like oh i hate leftovers i hate eating the same meal twice in a row i have to be honest i'm like i don't i can't relate to that <laughs> here's what you can try to here's some of my tips i've got for you but like i can eat the same lunch three or four days in a row mm-hmm. some you know and i don't feel deprived yeah i mean the thing over here at our house is we've been eating so well because typically i make everything at on a sunday or a monday for the most part and i will only cook dinner or cook again maybe once throughout the week and then i'm just eating i'm just heating everything in in the microwave like whatever i can grab whatever is quick and easy but now i'm in the kitchen three times a day i cook breakfast i cook lunch i cook dinner and it's like these elaborate delicious looking meals (laughs) so on one hand i'm like i'm probably taking in more calories now but on the other hand these meals are so satisfying that I'm not really snacking. Whereas before I would want to snack, I want to like grab some nuts or grab a protein bar or whatever. I'm not really eating any kind of convenience foods now because those meals, that breakfast with the homemade bread and the avocado and the salmon and the egg that I had time to put together and throw some herbs on it. Like that was so satisfying. I don't need anything until lunch. You know, now that you say that, that might be something that I'm going through too. Because before I'd want to eat all the time in between meals and I'd always have snacks. Now I might have like one snack a day mm-hmm. because I've got more time. Like I'm yeah. just always cooking. I'm not really having to carry lunch anywhere. I'm not worried about it. Yep. Same. It's like that 4.30 time hits and I'm like, hey, I'm kind of hungry. Like, oh, I didn't have my like two or three o'clock snack that I'm usually like dying to go to the pantry or go to the drawer in the office and grab something. And then I'm kind of like, do I eat dinner right now? do I wait a little bit let me grab a couple jelly beans <laughs> not gonna lie I got a little Easter basket in the mail so um had my little chocolate bunny my Cadbury eggs and that kind of thing yeah Megan disclosed to me about a week ago that she's not a huge candy person except Easter candy <laughs> and I don't get it because well personally I think Easter candy is just eh. I like that <laughs> Halloween candy but your time to shine yeah i don't know what my deal is like going to the movies or people are like what do you want candy or anything no um my husband's mom always puts gives everyone stockings and fills them with their favorite candies and she always asks will like what's megan's favorite candy he's like i don't know she doesn't really like candy she likes chocolate but for whatever reason i am into the chicks ducks and bunny sweet tarts I'm into the Nerds jelly beans. I like the Starburst jelly beans. I like Cadbury mini eggs, not the gross ones with the like filling in them. Ugh. Reese's eggs are like the best ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's how I feel too. The Reese's eggs, I fucks with the Reese's eggs. <laughs> yeah. So for whatever reason, this period of time, like that March-April time is like my, my candy time of the year. Some people love Christmas cookies. Some people love pumpkin pie. I don't know why, but I love Easter candy. <laughs> so you weird. get your fix. <laughs> Wait, what about those peeps? Do you eat peeps? Oh my god, we have some. I will not touch them. Okay, I was going to no. say, I'd only judge no. you if you eat not peeps. a fan. Um, Will and Norman have been getting at the peeps. <laughs> don't, I don't get it. I like to watch them explode in the microwave, though. <laughs> yes. No, even, yeah, Norman the dog is getting in on some peep action. He's very confused about how to chew them up, but we think it's kind of funny. <laughs> we got to share with people also how you got me into the bread making game. Oh, yeah, the sourdough game. And this was like months ago before this even started. You had said that you were interested in doing sourdough and I'm like do you know that I do that (laughs) (laughs) and I've been doing it for a while so if if you don't know 
I'm sure most of you have looked into this by now over, over this quarantine, and if you haven't, sourdough bread making is intense, and it is a process, so if you are looking for a hobby that's relaxing and not too labor-intensive, a little more passive, but um, requires some effort, get into sourdough bread making. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you heard it first here. Megan has been making sourdough bread before it was cool. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> now it's like, I think I sent you this picture of this dog, like having a flashback from wartime. And it was the caption of like my grandkids in the future saying, Hey grandma, I want to make a sourdough starter. And us all having flashbacks, flashbacks to 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, because it is, it's fun. So you create a starter, but <laughs> you gave me some of your starter. And what a starter is, is just that bread. Or it's the flour to water ratio. And it's just fermenting for days and days and days to give the bread that sour taste. And you just have to it's feed bugs. it. It's yeah, bugs. Yeah, it's bugs. <laughs> you feed it like a pet. And I remember I was watching this YouTube video and I was like, I have this memory of... Megan talking about sourdough bread, or maybe I'd seen you post about it, or sometimes I have like selective hearing. <laughs> I was like, Megan does sourdough, right? Mm-hmm. So I was watching this YouTube video of watching these people feed their sourdough bread starters. I think it was Tom Papa who does it, that comedian of all <laughs> yeah. people. And it's like a pet. And so I texted Megan, I'm like, what is this craziness? Like, is it really this nuts? And you were like, yeah, you just, you feed it once a week and then you bake bread and it's like 24 hour process. And I was like, I must try it. And so she got me hooked. And now everyone's trying it and you can't find bread flour anywhere. <laughs> and thankfully- okay, Walmart Neighborhood Market is a treasure trove of flowers. So I've gone Publix, Winn-Dixie, Target, Whole Foods. None of those places had any flour at all. So if you're out there and you're looking for flour, I went in Walmart Neighborhood Market. They had all-purpose flour, bread flour, whole wheat flour. They had the treasure trove. Maybe it was just the time that I was there, but... Did they have the to. yeast, though? Um, I don't know. I don't need yeast because I got the sourdough. <laughs> what do I need yeast for? Well, I found this recipe for sourdough focaccia, and it had yeast in it. And it was oh, sourdough and yeast. They don't know. I mean, the purpose it of yeast. It was King Arthur. They the know. purpose of yeast is to rise the dough. So if you have the sourdough, why do you need yeast too? They're trying to get you to buy their King Arthur yeast, probably. That's scam. <laughs> I used expired yeast in my pantry. <laughs> I don't even know if they sell yeast. And I don't know enough about it to say that that's not correct. But, um, but no, I haven't used yeast in anything because if I'm going to make anything i'm just gonna make it so make make the sourdough stuff i think my next project so i had to take a honestly i had to take a break from bread making because i was getting i was almost looking at it like a job like i was making a loaf every single day and because it got to the point that like friends at the dog park i would bring them bread because no one had bread flour and no one had bread so i'm like okay i'll just bring some bread and so it became such a job that was like feeding it twice a day and feeding my one starter and then the other one and then making like a jalapeno cheese bread and then like an olive parmesan bread and it was just getting so intense and i'm like we can't we, we can't have a loaf of bread a day like this just isn't okay so i put i i put a little rule in last week i was like okay i need to take a week off from doing this and then kind of get back into it and we still have a little bit of a whole grain loaf left and it's getting towards the end so i think this weekend maybe i'll dive back in <laughs> you get a little bit of a vacation from yeah. your part-time job <laughs> right exactly and i was like man i could just do this full-time and i'd only make five dollars a day like it's a one loaf <laughs> per day um so not a very good career um aspiration but 
I guess um, with the sourdough, like I, my next project I want to do is bagels, but I can't find barley malt syrup, which is apparently something that you need to make legit bagels, and that is not available right now. Be careful, because people are very, very passionate about their bagels. Like, if you... Right, yeah, yeah people know. get serious. Like, I will hear people trash talk different bagel places around here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think it tastes good. Like, I go to Panera, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, where they slice the bagels. I don't know if you've ever seen that, where people get all fired up, but they bread slice bagels. Yeah. And that's how I like it, and that's like a travesty. So people who care about bagels are like, oh. how dare you... Wait, yeah. what are you supposed to do? I don't even Like, know. slice it in half, like, down the middle once, so it's those two halves. But, like, with the bread, you would put it... With the bagels in St. Louis, they put it through a bread slicer, so it makes the bagel, like, eight to ten different little tiny slices, and you put the cream cheese on each slice. Oh, I've never seen that, ever. People get angry. Okay. If you want to ruffle some feathers, (laughs) you tell somebody. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's, like, lots of recipes out there that don't use that specific thing, and you can use brown sugar instead, but I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I need to... I'm going to go all out and do it right. Yeah, you got to impress, like an old jewish grandma with those bagels well i won't take it that far i don't think i could do that but so if anybody out there has an in with barley malt syrup you just let me know (laughs) the black market maybe some kind of like jewish deli or something down here but i don't know that there is any i get lots of new yorker clients that complain about how we have no good delis so really we probably don't (laughs) see i wouldn't even know what to do about at a deli because i don't that's so foreign it's not a thing and it's not a thing in the midwest it's not a thing here there's an italian one right there's an italian deli off robinson stasio's yeah i heard that's divine so that's where i got i got double o flour which is what you need for pizza and pasta (laughs) <laughs> to make pizza and pasta you need double oat flour so i went there and got that because they're still open because they're a market so that will be um up next on the menu after the bagels do you feel like this whole covid quarantine thing is making carbs cool again oh my gosh carbs are like <laughs> comeback of the, the year right now <laughs> making pizza dough bread bagels right? we both made sourdough crackers yeah I made croutons because okay i burnt a loaf of bread i made this loaf of bread for easter like this sourdough with bread and i burnt the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out of the oven i was like i just can't bake i'm so bad at it so i was like i'll make these into croutons and they're uh edible <laughs> so now i'm snacking on croutons no i've made some pretty good croutons from the sour sourdough bread too like toss them in some olive oil put some salt and pepper some italian seasoning yeah making the salads pretty delicious for sure so anyone who says aren't carbs bad for you you can show them that two dietitians are carb monsters right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think people like, you know what, there's the smoking aspect of th- of foods, like with the meats, you know, that takes a long time and it feels really good when you put, put in the effort and you do it. But then past that, like, I mean, how many people out there are making banana bread right now? It's one of those things that you can use your hands um, and it feels satisfying that you make it and you pull it out and it's like, okay, this is something I felt like I've made from scratch almost, even if it's not um and i feel like people are kind of wanting to get back to that homemade type stuff and that they haven't done i mean if you ask anybody normally like when's the last time you made banana bread be years right and now everybody kindergarten yeah now everybody's making it it's fun when you were talking about how you're bringing bread to your dog park friends (laughs) i was thinking i have this old um past client who I posted on Facebook, I was like, I just can't stop making bread if anybody wants some. So she messaged me and she's like, well, if you give me a a loaf of bread, I'll bring you some homemade pasta sauce. 
So I gave her a loaf of sourdough. She brought nice. me some homemade banana bread. She brought me some homemade pasta sauce. And I was like, well, next time I'm going to make this focaccia, I'll bring you the focaccia. <laughs> and it's fun. And it's like just... bartering with food. Yeah. But Great. that's like, that's kind of cool. I'm like, I wish that people always did that because that seems so old timey. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll make you, you know, a, a loaf of bread if you bring me some of that meat that you hunted. And right. tra- you know, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, and then you appreciate cool. the food so much more when you cook it from scratch. Because if you just like buy a loaf of bread and pop it in the toaster, like, yeah, it's good. But if you like put time and, and love and effort in cooking your sourdough and tick all day, it's like you're going to savor every bite. Mm-hmm. And I won't say it's easy to portion control because it tastes so good. But if you kind of get used to doing that, then it's just kind of easier to appreciate one hearty slice of bread and yeah. not feel like you need to just eat a bunch of like snack crackers. And it keeps me so full compared to like just a regular store-bought piece of bread. If I had one piece of toast in the morning with an egg, I probably wouldn't be very full. But one piece of that it definitely keeps me full and people are so appreciative of it like the one guy at the park I he like asked me what the process of making it was and then I kind of broke it down for him and he was like holy crap you did this for me <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah don't forget it, it. <laughs> <laughs> so what have been some of your other go-to meals lately pick top three favorite or routine meals that you've been enjoying the past month well i only have made this once but it's definitely going to be in my routine and i have all of the ingredients for it now but we did a recipe challenge on instagram Mm -hmm. and the winner of that recipe challenge uh it was a it was a butternut squash and black bean enchiladas and they were so easy and immediately after i tried one i was like I wish I would have made double the recipe of this because this is going to be gone in the next two days. But it's just black beans, the cubed butternut squash, uh, red enchilada sauce, a can of Rotel, and the tortillas and cheese. And so no meat required. So if you're having trouble finding meat and it's a super cheap recipe, all you got to do is find the butternut squash. And if you can't find that, put a sweet potato in there instead which those are really easy to find and a lot of the other stuff is just pantry staples so that's definitely going to be a new favorite that I will make again for sure um I would say everything else has been something new like I tend to make new recipes every week um I made just like a normal spaghetti sauce with ground venison this week We've had um, venison steak on the smoker. So we've been doing different stuff. And that's kind of like what I enjoy. I don't really have a whole lot of staples. It's always something new. Yeah, you put my routine regular <laughs> meals to shame. The number of food photos that I've taken lately, lately is a little embarrassing. I just stopped sharing them. Why? <laughs> no. I'm like, this is too much. Wait, no, too you much. need to start sharing them. Too much. At least, okay, space them out. Like, trickle them out. Because when I ask people, I'm like, what do you like on our Instagram? They're like, I like to see what you're eating. I like to see your food pics. <laughs> Crap. So you're, you're costing us views, yeah. Megan. Like, even... Even in the morning, I'll make like, do you know what French eggs are? Yeah, you okay. make French oh eggs. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so the French eggs in the morning on toast, I've been doing that a lot. I've done, we we made pickled eggs. And so I made a toast with like avocado, pickled onions, the eggs with like the big red beet sauce on it. It looked really delicious. Like I didn't share that because I was like, this is just overkill. Is that like a Polish recipe? 
Um, it was from the Traeger recipe from the smoker recipe that Will saw. I was like, let's do this. Oh, I was gonna think. I thought that was gonna be something like really cool and Polish because no. isn't mm-hmm. Will's family Polish? Yeah, he, they are. It was not like a family no. <laughs> recipe. You could have totally just cool we thought. tricked me. But nope. like, yeah, it's this recipe that's been our his family for years. <laughs> no, no, and I, I definitely find myself doing just so much less convenient stuff. Like I'm not eating oatmeal. I'm not eating a whole lot of. Yeah, just like anything in a box or a bag, I'm not super interested in because I've got the extra time. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really, I used to always have like protein bars on hand. I don't drink protein bar, not drink protein bars. That would be fun. I don't eat protein bars anymore because I'm not on the go. That's funny because it's, this, I would usually have a box of protein bars and they'd be gone in a week. And I've had several boxes in the pantry that have just been there mm-hmm. the whole time. They're not as exciting Because <laughs> those were so easy when I was moving from place to place or task to task. Now I'm like, oh, it doesn't even sound appealing. Yeah. Um, in terms of going to the grocery store, have you had any challenges of like, I want to make this, but I have to make this um, substitution because I can't get my hands on a specific ingredient? Hmm, I've had problem with the bread. Luckily, the Publix, I shop at Publix normally in my neighborhood. It's a smaller one and it's pretty stocked. I haven't had many issues. There was one day where there was no sweet potatoes and I was slightly disappointed by that and no bananas. The meat's pretty picked over, but I usually can find chicken, which is kind of my go-to if I'm going to buy meat. Um, Other than that, I haven't had a whole lot of issues. Have you? Uh, At the beginning, I would say maybe three weeks ago when everything had just started and everyone was stocking up on things, like right before the stay-at-home order came and came down to Florida, like I couldn't find eggs, couldn't find bread. Like there were just all the butter, all the staples were gone. All the oil, like all the staples were gone. And so after, you know, after waiting about a week and Winn-Dixie, I'm telling you guys, people talk shit about Winn-Dixie, but Winn-Dixie is my jam. Really? (laughs) There's one that's right down the street from me that's been remodeled. So it's a nicer Winn-Dixie and it's never packed. There's never a lot of people in there. There's never any lines and they're, they've been fully stocked this whole time. So anything that I need to go get, I know that Winn-Dixie is probably going to have it. Now you can't get any like, um... Any brands that like are, I don't know, what, what should I call them? The bougie brands of foods, you know what I mean? Like you can get your staples there, but if you're looking for something really specific, like a prosciutto, like you're probably not going to find it there. But if you want to go get a block of sharp cheddar, they're going to have it. Okay, noted. You got the plug. You're like, <laughs> you're supporting the neighborhood Walmart, the Winn-Dixie. Hey, Will and I call it the Dixie. He's like, the where? Dixie? Because I'm like, hey, do you want, do you need anything? He's like, where are you going? I'm like, where do you think? He's like, the Dixie. Because <laughs> <laughs> then that means he can't request his like fancy kettle cooked organic chips that he loves. <laughs> like he can't request that because I'm going to the Dixie and all they have is Fritos. Sorry. Like they don't have, <laughs> they don't have that special organic healthy stuff. <laughs> Whenever you talk about or whenever you said the kettle chips i just had flashbacks to college because (laughs) after like nights of partying in college we would go lay in my dark dorm room and we would go get those kettle barbecued chips from our store like our little college store and that's what i thrived on freshman year (laughs) of college and that's where i got that extra thickum thickumsness from (laughs) those kettle chips i just had flashbacks and i was like yeah i know why will likes those That's, that's funny i'm so much more relaxed now with my diet than i was as a freshman in college i was 
a nazi when it came mm-hmm. to like i would not go eat at the food halls i would not eat fast food i wouldn't like go drinking and then go to mcdonald's like i would not do any of that stuff now i'm like so much more relaxed around food and have such a better relationship with food like back then i would never sit in my dorm room and binge on anything because i was like i'm gonna be a dietitian i have to be perfect i can only eat green beans and tilapia (laughs) green beans and tilapia like the bodybuilder diet yeah yeah exactly which trust me if you're in that phase right now there is much more to life at the end of the at the end of that plus like thinking now like tilapia i wouldn't recommend tilapia <laughs> to anyone like what's but in tilapia then yeah it was lean protein and like you know the fat-free peanut butter and the rice cakes and cheerios rice like, those cakes. were the jam those were the jam dude i used to love rice cakes and i would convince Did myself you really? yeah that's what okay. i was saying like okay. i would convince myself i'm like mm, this chocolate <laughs> rice cake with one tablespoon of peanut butter just like <laughs> I try to smear peanut butter on my rice cake and, and make it all, all over. Yep. <laughs> it's like, why even try? It's all mm-hmm. dry and crusty. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I used to work at the um, fitness center at my college, there was another guy. He was, I was like kind of in that bodybuilder phase, like my junior year of college. Where I was like, I'm going to lift weights, eat lean protein. And there was a guy who worked with me who was the same way. And he would make um, a peanut butter and jelly out of rice cakes. Aww. And he would bring them in Tupperware. And so he would bring like a little thing of peanut butter and a Tupperware that he measured out and then he'd have the two plain rice cakes like the low fat you know fat free plain rice cakes and then a little thing of jelly and he would smear and make that spread and he would and eat it like a sandwich <laughs> yes. God, and i was disgusting. like yeah <laughs> but now i'm like, Ew. like yeah bro like we're together in this nope i'll stick no. to my homemade sourdough now how about the like unsalted unroasted almonds that were such a thing for so long uh, yeah for some reason Whoa. i thought like, i know now it's like if i eat an unsalted nut i'm like what is this Whoa. garbage yeah and so many of my clients are like when i tell them you know nuts are a source of healthy fats they really help with the satisfaction signal they fuel the brain like really great snack especially if you pair it with like a fruit or something like that and they're like, I can eat nuts, but nuts are so high in calories. Like, so, but I cannot eat unsalted nuts. Like, so just don't even tell me to eat. I'm like, no, you don't have to eat unsalted nuts. Unsalted nuts are disgusting. Like, <laughs> salt makes things taste better. And they don't have to be like out of control salted nuts. But let me tell you, if you buy raw nuts, just throw them in the oven for like eight to 12 minutes, depending on the nut. That nut's gonna have so much more flavor. Mm-hmm in it drizzle a little bit of olive oil on it sprinkle some salt on there maybe a little pepper if you want to get crazy you can do some cumin or cayenne pepper something like that but like you can really bring out some flavor in those nuts rather than just sitting there and chomping on a raw almond it's a completely different experience oh yeah 100 percent. whenever i buy plain or like plain nuts in general i'm always like mother effer yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah messed yeah, up yeah. again yeah but um, you can just throw them in there like, yeah. it, like it's not a waste it's not a waste at all i like to put them in a skillet with a little bit of coconut oil and mm-hmm. cinnamon oh yeah that sounds, like a little that sweet sounds, taste that sounds delicious so if you've had bad luck before putting them in a skillet because i know i went before when i would put like chopped nuts and things like that in a skillet i'd always burn some of them some of them would get mm. too brown and some of them weren't brown at all i am a huge fan of bon appetit especially right now between their podcast the bon appetit Foodcast, and their youtube videos 
you learn so much about cooking technique from that and the way that that can elevate your meals and elevate the satisfaction that you get from the meals and one of their tips was to just put them in the oven because it's much more of an evening Mm. browning process that makes a lot of sense because i often get impatient and i put the heat up too high and they burn and they get rancid and so it's like oh well i'll still eat it right (laughs) i'm an animal but (laughs) right and they also said to keep the nuts in the refrigerator or freezer it actually keeps them fresher tasting i've heard that but something about that feels so wrong (laughs) (laughs) and apparently if you do that with nail polish it preserves nail polish too but then i'm like i would never keep nail polish in my fridge nail polish doesn't deserve to be in the fridge and take up space (laughs) food is way more important um that made me think of another like technique technique type thing that i learned um but i can't remember what it is now well on the subject of salts that book called salt fat acid heat Mm -hmm. i had heard about that on the bone appetite podcast Mm -hmm. because i had that author come on there and she was talking about salt like in most of the episode and i don't know maybe it's because i used to be like the cardiac dietitian i was so used to being like no salt that i just started to subconsciously pick up on all those um, eating tips and stuff that I would give to people that had heart failure and who really did need to follow a low sodium diet. Um, so I've never used salt. And then I listened to that and I started salting things so much more. And now I'm like a salt fiend. I salt my oatmeal. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but it's, it's no, good. It, it doesn't. When you learn from like the culinary aspect, how much salt brings out the flavors in food, it cha- it totally changes your perspective on things. And most people, so like, don't get all up in arms and be like, I have high blood pressure. I shouldn't be salting everything. I can't believe these dietitians are talking about this. But what you don't realize is most of the sodium in your diet is coming from these processed foods, going through a drive-through, going to a restaurant. Like that's where most of your, going to Chipotle, that's where most of your sodium is coming from, not from salt that's being added to food. So if you took, I, I mean, if you could take two steaks and just do an experiment where one of them you salt ahead of time, hours ahead of time, and the other one you don't, the difference in that steak and the flavor and the tenderness of it is, it's out of this world, the difference. And it it doesn't, it's not going to taste salty. What happens is the salt actually brings out the flavors in that steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that too, like salting your meat ahead of time. And in that book, she's got this whole diagram of how to salt your meat and when to salt your meat and mm-hmm. the timing of it. I'm like, whoa, this is a lot. And, and vegetables and anything else that you would cook, essentially. Yeah, fantastic book if you're wanting to get a little bit more creative in the kitchen or just know more of the science behind food and flavors. It's salt, acid, fat, heat. And if you hate reading, you can just watch the show on Netflix. She goes through all the stuff too. So oh, if yeah. you're just not disciplined to read, which sometimes that's me, <laughs> I'm audiobook. I'm so spoiled by audiobooks and podcasts and stuff now. It's easy to just watch that show. And if you get really into it, then you can buy the book. I made real pancakes last weekend. Oh, yeah? <laughs> there, I cannot tell you the last time I made a pancake that wasn't like a healthy protein pancake or like a paleo pancake or a whole wheat pancake or whatever for an entire week i was thinking you know what i really want like an actual blueberry pancake that gets fluffy and light because when you make protein pancakes let's face it they're flat pancakes they don't get nice and fluffy and so i was like you know what i think i'm gonna make real pancakes so i followed the magnolia the what's that joanna Gaines, like her recipe that's in her book and just threw some blueberries in it. On a Monday morning, we had blueberry pancakes for breakfast and they were delicious. 
probably won't do that again for a really long time, but it hit the spot. That's so Betty Crocker of you. <laughs> it was Monday morning, blueberry pancakes. Did you know Betty Crocker is not a real person? What? So Betty Crocker never existed. She was invented by these companies to like market their products as like homemade. You know, like the the soups and the what, like all the th- all of these recipes had ready-made things in them, and they're like in the Betty Crocker cookbook. So it made people feel like they were being Betty Crocker, what we think of as Betty Crocker today, but she was never a person. Why are you gonna do us like Isn't that, that crazy? <laughs> Having a great day. What about Marie Callender? Is she real? Oh, good question. Something we'll need to look up for sure. Wendy from Wendy's. <laughs> I, she was a real person because Dave was a real person. So True. Wendy was a real person. I guess. I don't know. I have trust issues now. <laughs> <laughs> have you done any um, like carry out, drive throughs, anything like that? The one thing I did, so the neighborhood I live in, they have all of these restaurants that lead down to a harbor. And so all of the restaurants and breweries and stuff are open for takeout. And they've also got open container <laughs> um, alcohol. Okay, how is this happening? I how know, is there all of a sudden like open, con- like no uh, open container laws? Nobody gives a fuck anymore <laughs> because by, everyone's like, this is stupid. Why have this, okay, <laughs> why has this been a law? So like... <laughs> Um, on my birthday, we went to this uh, Mexican restaurant and they had to-go margaritas and mojitos. So we did to-go. I got two margaritas to-go. I did a tequila shot out by the lake. <laughs> Shout out that restaurant, by the way, because I've seen a lot of people going there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, it's crazy. They have their... Well, the line looks long because everyone's six feet apart. But there's people there every night. On Wednesday night, people are getting What's their the mojito on. Uh, Calibri. Yeah, it's like butterfly in Spanish or something like that, right? Oh. I might have just said something real stupid never mind <laughs> it's like butterfly in mexican never right? mind <laughs> but you know the place is popping all the time and it's so fun because when you go down to the lake and people have literal glasses of wine i, I was sitting <laughs> at, so you know how you're talking about everyone's talking now so i was sitting out there by the lake this is something i never would do before quarantine either i'm sitting by the lake in the grass with my dog just like looking at the lake and mm-hmm. watching the people and there's this couple who were, you know, six feet away from me, and they set up a picnic blanket. And this, and I've gotten to know them. And now, when we're running, we say hi to each other. We see each other all the Just time. Just seeing each other. <laughs> yeah. And that night, we bonded because they had gotten takeout from somewhere, but she had brought her own like lunchbox-looking cooler thing. That when she would pour it into her glass, there was wine. Like she would just tip it into her glass, and she brought her <laughs> own like box of wine, <laughs> just That's drinking hilarious. it by the lake. And so they were all laughing, and they were telling me about the tacos they got and stuff. So now they're like my little, my little people that I expect to see. And there's a lot of people like that at my lake. Everyone's got their drinks. In fact, <laughs> I was just sitting by this bench on this bench by myself, and this guy comes up to me, and there's a um a uh, brewery in my neighborhood and he had gotten what they call a growler there i don't know if that's like a universal term or if it's just this particular oh, yeah. brewery Growler's thing. The thing that's a, that's a <laughs> thing okay <laughs> well he had brought his own personal growler and was sitting next to me with another drink in his hand that wasn't a beer <laughs> and he was there at a party and i'm like everyone's just so friendly and nice because normally like I mean, people come up and talk to you sometimes, but he just sat down right next on that bench with me, <laughs> and he was like, "You're, you know, just we're here to. I'm, I'm here." He's <laughs> like, "I'm usually at the bar right now." So that's what he told me. Yeah. He was, he was like, "I don't know how to do this." I'm like, "All of us extroverts, first, <laughs> we're doing the best we can right yeah. now." But I guess that's the only takeout I've really done because it just to go alcohol. <laughs> so, that's great. That was for my birthday. Which I looked up butterfly in Spanish, by the way, and I'm an idiot. It's um, not Calibri, and I don't know what Calibri means. <laughs> moth. <laughs> moth in Spanish. 
Um, okay, so what else do you want to talk about? Well, have you done this any whole... takeout? Um, what have we gotten? Oh boy, man, this probably isn't even something I should discuss, but um, we got Popeyes. What? Yeah. <laughs> First time I've ever had Popeyes in my life. <laughs> okay, what what made you get Popeyes? Um, the, our friends, our friends were like, Popeyes is delicious, we should get Popeyes, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And then they were all like, yeah, like Will was like, Popeyes is delicious, you should. I can't believe you've never had it, you should try it. And I'm like, I just don't think. So. I'm just not a fast food person, even even like as a dietitian to say like I don't eat fast food, like I just don't enjoy. Like I've I've had Wendy's, I've had McDonald's, I've had all the things, and I. If I eat it, I'm like, that sucked. Yeah, it doesn't taste that good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't taste good. I thoroughly enjoyed the Popeyes. What? Um, yeah, I did. Fried I am chicken? embarrassed to say mm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we did like chicken fingers, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. They had these delicious roll biscuits, and I put it all on a biscuit. Like, I had to elevate it, you know, like, put the hot sauce on it, make an actual sandwich out of it, and then everybody was watching me, like, whoa, like, what did you do? Like, I gotta do that now. Like, threw some pickles on there. So, yeah, I don't regret it for a second, but I can't tell you that I'll have it again anytime soon. <laughs> well, it's just, like, those kinds of things that we talk about. It's like, you do it once, you kind of live a little bit, you kind of have, like, right. a, a pig-out moment, and it's fun. Right. If the problem is if you do that all the time, then you just start to feel like garbage. Like, right. if you're eating Popeyes every night, and then you have some shitty lunch, and you just feel like shit. But then, no, and, and then I was thinking, like, how do people eat this for lunch and then go back and do yeah. anything worth doing? Like, <laughs> I ate that, and it was Friday night, and I didn't have to do anything else, and I sat on the couch for the rest of the night not having to do anything this is funny because you're a small like person like <laughs> as a human you're a small person and you're eating this mashed potato biscuit sandwich <laughs> dipping it in gravy oh, that's just drinking the gravy on the side that's hilarious. which is a testament to again like how different and relaxed i am around food now compared to before being an 18 year old on this strict 1200 calorie diet and how much more i can eat now and i don't gain all this weight from mm -hmm. eating that and i know what it's like to be that person in that dieting world and i would have a never gone to popeyes and eaten that food or if i did i maybe would have like had a couple bites and then made myself something different and if I hadn't indulged in that, I would have gained weight from that mm. because my body would be in that starvation mode where I've taught it there's not enough food around. Now my body knows there's plenty of food around. You fuel your body for your activity mm. and there's a little bit of leeway left over for things like shitty food like Popeyes. And I didn't know I didn't get on the scale the next day because yes, my weight would have been up from the sodium in that food. Um, and I haven't been weighing myself a whole lot throughout this process either i mean um maybe once or twice just to kind of out of curiosity to see what's going on and it's not really changing you know it's in that same five pound range that it's been staying at for a while so um but just like in, in case anyone out there is like oh my gosh i can't believe they eat some of these things that they're talking about just know that there was a point in my life where i didn't and i would never and i am a much more i'm a much happier person now being on the other side of that but not only that i feel like my physique is actually better mm -hmm now than it was when i was in that zone where i wouldn't have any leeway on my diet i would only eat these certain things counting all the calories and weighing myself constantly yep i mean it's it's almost kind of counterintuitive how it works out like that when you let yourself have those times where you just kind of pig out and you eat a more balance of food your body just reacts better 
<laughs> so I, I think it's good to throw in a few meals a week where you don't really give a fuck. <laughs> And that's exactly how that meal felt, too. <laughs> that's like me with sweets. Like, when I think of fried food and mashed potatoes, like, that's just not my palate. But, like, yeah. for my birthday, someone got me a carrot cake. I had carrot cake, like, three nights in a row. And I'm not talking, like, slivers of carrot cake. <laughs> I'm talking, like, big boy slivers of <laughs> carrot cake, baby. And it was awesome. It was great. I don't regret it. It's done and it's, it's over. It's done. With. That's my thing. I saw this post. I think it was the Instagram was like Orlando Moms or something like that. And it was a picture of cake in a sink. And it was like this beautiful cake. And it was like, looked like someone had been going at it with a fork. And there was like a little bit of it left. And the post was like, Tonight, I just want you to know that I had cake for dinner. This cake for dinner was in the sink because we were done with said cake. So we put it in the sink so we could be done with cake. And then I ended up eating said cake for dinner in the sink. <laughs> We've all been there, homegirl. <laughs> and I was like, that post is so real. Like, there's been probably so many people in similar situations right now yeah. that I'm like, this makes everybody feel good better about yeah. themselves right now i've Just definitely like done that eating cake out of the sink because it's like one of those things that you'd never want anyone else like looking in your window at that time and seeing you <laughs> eating that cake out of the sink Forked to mouth like Ugh. and she was like you know what i'm gonna post this yeah. because i bet other people are going through the same thing right now yeah i mean yeah there's been so many times where i've put something away or like purposely been like i'm not done i'm, I'm done with it i'm not gonna eat it it doesn't matter the circumstance i go back and eat it and i'm like you know what Speaking, no judgment. Of, speaking of cake, Will and I had our one-year anniversary, I think, two weeks ago, and we ate our cake topper that was a year old in the freezer, and I had zero expectation that it was going to be good. I was like, no, this is going to suck, because once I opened it, I realized it wasn't even wrapped in, um, what's that called? The stuff that goes wrong. Is it really called that, though? Uh, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was um, anyways, it wasn't wrapped at all. It was just in a cardboard box. So I was like, oh, this is going to be freezer burnt and gross. No, it was absolutely delicious. Frozen cake is where it's at. It was delicious. <laughs> That's what I did with my carrot. I mean, it wasn't a year. But, like, I put that carrot cake in the freezer. And my mindset doing it was like, this is so I don't eat it all day. <laughs> Stop me. Oh, and it's then you so took much it better. out of the freezer and then ate it frozen. Yeah, it's so and much it's better. Delicious? Oh, it's really? so much better cold. Oh. Cold cake. Oh, oh. So good. See, a, a baker would tell you to not put the cake in the refrigerator or get it cold because it dries it out. Oh, well, I ate it fast enough. <laughs> it was three, three days. So I don't Which know. I enjoy like very cold brownies and mm. people are like, you're stupid like that just dries them out but no like i, I enjoy a, a cold brownie <laughs> to match your cold heart <laughs> just exactly what my other friends would say <laughs> all right well we'll probably wrap this up now because i'm sure we're making we're people really hungry <laughs> but that's what we, i mean okay and and just i mean there's no really reason to say this but yeah like we eat popeye well megan eats popeye <laughs> i'm more of a taco bell girl myself if i'm gonna do fast food it's gonna be a taco wait, wait okay i do have a question about this because mm -hmm. i have had a client ask me like what are the healthiest things i get at taco bell he's like i've kind of heard that you can eat healthy at taco mm -hmm. bell and he was tracking his stuff in my fitness pal and i actually looked at it and i was like you know what that it's actually doesn't look too bad i can't speak to it because i I'm not a fan. Um, but what's what's on the what's healthy on the menu at Taco Bell? They have a power menu, and fun fact: Taco Bell actually has a dietitian that works for them mm -hmm. and helps design their menu. So they've got a power menu, and it's just kind of like 
I don't want to say the low budget version of Chipotle, but it is. They've got like power bowls and power burritos and it's pretty much the same ingredients just with the Taco Bell charm. (laughs) So that's usually a good go-to. It tastes good. Like it's good stuff. They've got vegetarian options if that's your jam. But if it's 3 (laughs) a.m. and you've been out and you've been having some fun and you want something greasy, Crunchwrap Supreme, baby. Not healthy, but that would be the not so hot choice. Have you had the vegan version of it? A Illuminati? No. Okay, so there's a <laughs> vegan version of a Crunchwrap Supreme. I cannot remember what they call it. I don't know why, but um, it's super popular. This place called Leguminati here in Orlando. And it's like an elevated version of the Crunchwrap. So Ooh. it's like the gourmet it's version it's of it. But it's delicious. <laughs> so we've taken family members there, friends there, the people that are totally against eating vegan just to like have them try it, you know, and they've all really enjoyed it. And sometimes on weekends we'll be like, can we go get that? And he's nowhere near vegan. So it's good stuff. Okay. Noted. Maybe that's what I'll go. Cause I do love it. I haven't had a crunch wrap Supreme since I moved here three years ago, probably, but that would validate it. That would make me say, all right. You it's know in what? a foxtail too. So you can get a foxtail coffee and get your crunch wrap. Oh, baby, say <laughs> no more. Okay, we can wrap it up now. On that sorry, note. Sorry for the taco. Yeah, I bet everyone right now is like, God dang it, I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if we've been, um, so we did a recipe challenge uh, at the beginning of the month that was seven ingredients or less, and it had to have black beans. And this week we are doing, so this will be out next Thursday, this podcast? Uh, yeah. whenever i feel like it maybe sooner (laughs) okay so anyways we've been doing these recipe challenges this next challenge we're doing is blueberries maybe this will be up in time maybe it won't but either way make sure you're following us on instagram because we're doing these fun challenges if you submit a recipe we've been posting photos of all the all the submissions we get and then we've been voting on those submissions and the winner gets posted on the website so the first winner went up this week um we'll do the next one with blueberries and then i don't know um give us some ideas for challenges if there's things that you specifically want to do so we're trying to make them easier things where you can find some of the ingredients like right now blueberries are in season so that's why we're doing blueberries yep i'll put this up sooner so what that contest is like the 24th Mm -hmm. it's over yep yeah so i'll pump this out so there's still time if you're listening to this uh, before the 24th to enter the blueberry recipe contest and if you have suggestions for the next secret ingredient, it's not, I mean, it's not secret, I guess. <laughs> we are telling people. <laughs> it's the opposite of secret ingredient. Surprise ingredient. Just DM us on the gram. We're at nutrition.awareness. Don't forget that dot. Okay, this was fun. This was fun. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. 
dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, 